welcome to the Flight Shrink Newsletter. This is Dr. Kevin Haycock. In this edition, marked as Flight 11, we'll fly through the clouds of critical topic that holds significance not only in aviation, but in various professions and personal lives. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. This mental health challenge can affect anyone who has experienced or witnessed traumatic events. We'll explore how PTSD manifests, its impact on aviation professionals, and effective coping strategies to promote healing and resilience. Understanding PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, can develop after exposure to traumatic events like accidents, violence, or life-threatening situations. It can impact thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, leading to distressing symptoms that persist long after the traumatic event has passed. PTSD in aviation. Pilots, cabin crew, and aviation personnel often encounter situations that can trigger PTSD, such as aircraft mishaps, emergencies, or witnessing distressing incidents. In the aviation community, many pilots are aware of at least one airplane mishap involving a friend or family member. Just learning about the death of a close friend or family member in a violent or accidental death, such as an aircraft mishap, can be enough of an exposure to lead to other PTSD symptoms. The aviation industry's high-pressure environment can exacerbate these PTSD symptoms, affecting mental well-being and job performance. Recognizing Symptoms PTSD symptoms are different for different people. In addition to the exposure of a traumatic event, they include the following types of symptoms. Re-experiencing the traumatic event that can take several forms, including distressing memories of the trauma that are recurrently intrusive, nightmares related to the trauma, flashbacks where it feels like you're experiencing the trauma all over again, emotional and or physical distress when reminded of the trauma, avoidance manifested by avoiding memories, thoughts, or feelings about the trauma, avoiding triggers or those memories, thoughts, or feelings by avoiding people, places, conversations, or situations that may remind them of the trauma. Negative thoughts or emotions, such as difficulty remembering aspects of the trauma, exaggerated negative beliefs like flying is too dangerous, no one should fly, distorted thoughts of somehow being responsible for the trauma, persistent negative emotions like fear, shame, or guilt, feelings of detachment from others, Difficulty experiencing positive emotions like love, happiness, or satisfaction. Significant changes in arousal or reactivity, such as unprovoked anger or irritability. Reckless behavior, such as driving too fast or flying with less regard to safety procedures. Hypervigilance, like being constantly aware of your surroundings so as to ensure personal safety. Easily jumpy or startled. Difficulty concentrating. Difficulty falling or staying asleep. Some of these symptoms may exist soon after the trauma, but then fade over time. It's when a few of these symptoms from each of the above categories persists for more than a month that we start to be concerned that a diagnosis of PTSD may need to be considered, especially if these symptoms are leading to significant distress or impairment 
in social, occupational, or other areas of functioning. Many pilots feel that they are functioning perfectly fine occupationally, and so PTSD should not keep them from continuing to fly. I would encourage them to consider how any distress or impairment in other areas of functioning might still impact their flying. While pilots are very good at compartmentalization, flying when flying, and not thinking about other issues, with the level of distress and impairment often caused by PTSD, even the best pilots can become overwhelmed with distracting thoughts of ground issues while flying. That is why it is so important that pilots exposed to a traumatic event seek support sooner rather than later. It is true that many people who experience trauma don't meet criteria for PTSD afterwards. In fact, probably about 80% of people exposed to a traumatic event don't develop PTSD symptoms even without seeking support. This is likely due to having developed some resilience, either through maintaining a healthy lifestyle or having experienced some volume of lesser stressors throughout their life that have allowed them to meet more significant traumas with a certain amount of adaptability. So surely the best way to treat PTSD is to develop some level of resilience prior to the exposure of any significant traumas. This includes all the healthy lifestyle things discussed in previous flights of the flight shrink, such as good sleep hygiene, regular exercise, healthy eating, mindfulness, good social support, among others. But even with all those good habits in place, it's still possible to develop PTSD following a traumatic event. Here are some ways for pilots to manage if such a situation were to occur. Treatment options. Seek professional help. Pilots are very hesitant to seek professional help for mental and physical health, as symptoms of or treatment for PTSD in the past two years requires a special issuance from the FAA for them to return to flying. This does not mean if you have PTSD, you'll never be able to fly again. It just needs to be shown that your symptoms have stabilized as verified by a mental health provider. Pilots are the most safety-minded people I know, and so if they are truly having symptoms following a traumatic event as described above, the safest and quickest way to return to flying is get treatment sooner rather than later. PTSD often worsens and becomes more and more difficult to treat the longer someone continues to suffer from those symptoms. Therapists specializing in trauma can provide evidence-based therapies such as cognitive processing therapy, CPT, prolonged exposure, as well as eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR, to process and reduce trauma-related symptoms. Medications, usually antidepressants called SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, are sometimes used to ease the symptoms so people can get the most out of their therapy. But it is really the therapies that are the most likely to reduce the symptoms and maintain the adequate functioning that is needed to get back in the cockpit. Reach out to support networks. Talk to trusted colleagues, friends, and family. Sharing experiences can help normalize emotions and alleviate isolation. As I said earlier, Many pilots have experienced a traumatic loss, including aircraft mishaps. And so it is likely you know others who have experienced similar trauma and who you can talk to about yours. If you don't, there are a few podcasts related to aviation that discuss other pilots' experiences with traumatic losses. Some of the podcasts I have enjoyed include The Pilot's Pandemic and 
pilot to pilot. Practicing self-care. As noted above, a healthy lifestyle can help limit the significance of PTSD symptoms if they do occur. And if you were not previously practicing a healthy lifestyle, making some changes can have a significant impact on your recovery following a traumatic event. Work on prioritizing sleep, physical activity, and a balanced diet. Engage in relaxation techniques like deep breathing, mindfulness, or meditation. Consider taking a yoga class or just following some yoga instruction on YouTube. Manage triggers. Identify triggers that worsen symptoms and develop strategies to cope when triggered, such as grounding exercises or positive self-talk. It's important to note avoiding triggers may make it more difficult to manage them when they occur unavoidably. So be sure that your strategies to cope with triggers isn't just to avoid them, but rather to build up some mental fortitude to work through them when they do occur. This is often something that is worked on in therapy by gradually exposing yourself to more and more significant triggers over time so as to desensitize yourself to those triggers. While this can be done on your own, it is advised to undergo this type of care under the guidance of a mental health professional. Occupational Health Support Aviation professionals can utilize available resources like employee assistant programs or mental health services offered by their organizations. Navigating Recovery Recovery from PTSD is a journey. Consistent self-care, therapy, and a supportive network contribute to your healing. Embracing a growth mindset and acknowledging progress, no matter how small, empowers individuals to regain control over their lives. Seeking help. If you or someone you know is dealing with PTSD, don't hesitate to seek professional assistance. Remember, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. It may feel like you're giving up or that you're not good enough if things have gotten so bad that you have to ask for help. But it's the ones who don't speak up for themselves who continue to suffer. So never feel weak for making yourself stronger. Prioritizing mental health is crucial for well-being in the aviation industry and beyond. Stay tuned to the Flight Shrink for more insights into mental well-being and personal development. Your support means so much to me. I love writing this newsletter for you. If you find the Flight Shrink valuable, I invite you to subscribe and share this post with your fellow aviators, friends, family, and colleagues. Your engagement helps us continue this important conversation. Leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify can make a big difference, too, and may even help us get some guests in the future. Let's soar to new heights while prioritizing our mental health. Connect with me on Instagram, X, formerly Twitter, Facebook, and Threads by using the handle at FlightShrink. Feel free to visit the FlightShrink Substack page for archived posts covering a wide range of mental health topics. Until next time, I'm Dr. Kevin Haycock, the FlightShrink. Keep on flying. Mm-hmm.